Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mind of the Fox Show. I'm your host, Narchi, the Healthy Hoodlum. Oh, applause, applause. So, you know, I'm going to get me an applause machine because every now and then I need an applause. RR, how you do the little laugh thing? <laughs> I'm going to get one of them, the laugh machines or the, whatever you call them, sound machines. Anywho, <laughs> how y'all doing out there? Okay, so. Last few episodes, we've kind of been on this God path, and we're going to continue down. I don't know how long we're going to be on it. The Spirit is leading me, so I'm excited. But we talked about soul's purpose. We talked about I am a God. We're going to continue that trend, and we're going to be talking about the body of a God. Like, literally, there's biblical scriptures, I guess you can say, that tells you how you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, and all that X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to bring up some biblical stuff, but I'm also going to reference it to today's time and what a God's body really looks like. The God's body, or the body of a God, however you want to say it, right? Um... I don't know about you, but when I first hear that thought, maybe because I'm just in the fitness realm, I'm like, I think of this, you know, Hercules type, right? Just cut, built, abs showing, and just this, you know, specimen of a person, whether it's man or female, right? Just that's kind of where my mind goes, but that's on the surface. And that's typically the society's problems. We live on the surface. Like most of the time when it's really the essence of your body, it's what you put in your body that affects what goes on on the outside of the body. So, you know, but before we even dive into what's going in the body, and what like is considered, I guess, a God's diet, we're going to talk about the actual outside of the body. Like... That's where your temple is. Let's just start there. I know everyone has heard the, your body is a temple. Now, here's the beautiful part. Well, not beautiful part, but I guess it's beautiful part. But here's the funny part about how Christians and religious people want to spin that. They always want to spin it with like no tattoos, no piercings, no altering your body, right? Cool, whatever. That's how you want to take it. But I'm like, that's not necessarily what the scripture was trying to say if you go a lot deeper into that uh, uh, realm you'll know the temple's actually your mind your soul so your your intestines your gut what people don't know is the gut actually is another brain research that it's pretty crazy how literally how they say the gut instinct so what you're putting inside of you is more important than what you put on your skin or what you do to your skin. Like, this is just my opinion, right? My mom likes to say my humble opinion, but this is just my opinion that I truly don't believe. Now, okay, let me just say my opinion first and then I'll, you know, back it up what I was trying to say in my head. But I don't believe God is really up there judging if you have a tattoo or not. Now, if that tattoo is something evil and it spits evil and it like... There's nothing but evil around it. I don't know. Maybe you can say it's a hit or miss, but I just don't think the body as a whole, you know what I mean? Like, is what God is actually references to when he says the body is a temple. Like, because at the end of the day, you can have a million tattoos, right? But your soul is pure. Your mind is pure. The things you're putting into your mind, the things you're reading, the things you're watching, the stuff you're listening to, it's all good, positive energy things, right? And you just are, you have this essence of good. Like, you know you can feel somebody's vibration 
when they have this good vibrational energy. But what if that person is fully tatted head to toe? They've modified their body. They got the earlobe. They did the neck thing. They're just all about modification, right? But they have a pure heart. They do good. They mean good. They maybe, you know, uh, uh, feed the homeless. They do charitable acts. I would say they're living as, you know, a God. Now, yes, like I said, you know, the church would say, oh, that person looks like a demon. But that's the problem is we take this fleshy thing and we put too much emphasis on the actual flesh and not enough emphasis on the soul and the mind. So that, that literally like I grew up. And I got my first, I grew up in a church and I got my first tattoo at, at 15. And then after that, it just went downhill. I had like seven or eight before I was 18. But I can remember just the one I have on my forearm. I got it when I was like 16 and I had to cut, I, I literally couldn't wear short sleeve shirts anymore to church, no matter what the occasion was, because I couldn't show my tattoo. Like, what's crazy is I went to a private high school, right? Now, yeah, you couldn't have tattoos either, but they was more lenient on sometimes me having my sleeves rolled up than the church was. That's kind of crazy. I guess it's a, I'm in, so there's more rules in church than in school. Like, I see why people don't want to fuck with the church. Like, there's so many fucking rules, but that was just a little tidbit. What I'm trying to say is that's how I was raised is that scripture was put on us that your temple meant the outside. Now, I'm not saying to de- 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 uh, defile your your body as in just giving it to anyone, because that's another thing, is what you do with your body. It's not necessarily the markings of your body, but are you just having sex with just anyone, right? Are you just doing anything with your body with anyone? To me, that's more of treating your body as a temple, is you know your worth and you don't just give it to anyone. That's more important than having a tattoo or having a piercing, is you giving your actual self to someone i think that's more important than a tattoo but that's just me so but when i hear that scripture the body's a temple like i said it's not necessarily about the outside it's what you put on the inside so that's really that was just more like the build-up of where we really going with this message because we're really talking about food i really want to talk about food more than anything like i said it is about what you feed your mind and your soul but to me where the change comes from is the kind of foods you're eating and the kind of things you're drinking that literally dictates what kind of things you want to listen to and what kind of things you want to watch. Because there's not only energy in all the stuff you're putting in your body, but it's actually a source of, how can I say it? Yeah, well, I guess source of energy is the best way to put it, right? Like your the food breaks down in your body as sugar. Most stuff you put in your body will break down as sugar. That sugar goes to wherever it needs to go to fuel whatever it needs to fuel. So it food should be used. That was a better word I was looking for. I'm sorry. Fuel. Food is not only energy, but it's fuel. So if you're putting bad fuel into your system, you're not gonna have a good working car. But if you're putting the best type of fuel, the best kind of oil into your system, it's going to run and last a lot longer, right? So that's just the starting point is the kind of food you're putting into your system. So let's dive kind of into that. So there's a little, there's some, there's some contradictions all throughout the Bible. 
that's the one thing I will always say. Like the Bible contradicts itself, but it has to contradict itself because you have multiple writers of the Bible. So you have multiple opinions of what they felt God told them. That's why it's really hard to like fully believe it because it's hella people that wrote. If it was one person, it'd be different because I'm like, all right, God told that one person and I can believe that one person. But there is tons of contradictions, not just with food, but I will we'll just stay on that topic of food. So the first contradiction, I guess you can say, is I know in Leviticus, if you haven't read about Leviticus or heard about Leviticus, in Leviticus, it does break down, I guess you can say, it, it's almost like what you should and shouldn't eat. Now, it doesn't go specifically into every single realm of what you should and shouldn't eat, but it does kind of say, hey, don't eat unclean meat. Don't eat this. Don't eat this. It also says, you know, about the shellfish. You really shouldn't eat shellfish. You can eat fish, but not shell. Like, it was a, it's a whole little list of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Now, a lot of people have taken that to mean certain things. Like, I am vegan, so I'm not going to push veganism on you. But I will give you my experience of not just being 400 pounds and eating everything, but that transition of going through that and now being 200 pounds and being vegan. So I've had all the foods in the world you could think of. I've had like everything. I've had all kind of fried foods, desserts. I didn't get to 400 pounds just eating the same thing. Okay. So where I knew the divide was, was... If you really think about, let's just, ah, fuck it. See, I hate going biblical because then you have the people saying you can't just stay there. But that's where I'm at with it because that's the people I want to touch on more than anything because I grew up in a church. But Adam and Eve was put in a garden. God put them in a garden and he told them to reign over the other animals. And last time I checked, one of the commandments was thou shalt not kill. So I don't want to push the veganism, but if you just go off of that little bit, he put them in a garden and said to reign over all the other animals. Last time I checked, reign does not mean kill. Reign does not mean eat. Reign means to watch over and care for. You're a ruler over them. So they are looking to you for instructions. You're supposed to rule over the animals. You're the ruler over the earth, right? And he put them in a garden. I, I know that's kind of crazy, the Garden of Eden. So off the back... Their first probably few meals was probably some plant-based stuff. Like, really think about that. When the last time you've seen a pig in the garden? Or when the last time you've seen a cow in the garden? They may be on the farm, but they ain't in the garden. You might have a chicken running around the garden, but typically not. Like I said, you may have it on the farm, but you ain't gonna have it actually in your garden. So, I don't know. I don't think it was a lot of anim like, like animals, animals around them for, for them to eat. And let's just really like, I guess it's that crazy devil's advocate in me. Let's just think if it's really Adam and Eve's time, they're the first two people going about the earth roaming and shit. When they go to eat and because they're the only two people, God's, you know, attention is all on them two people. I'm really sure he kind of, you know, gave them instructions on what to do, what not to do. You know what I mean? Like, because he's watching them instinctively because they're the only two so far. And, of course, the one rule we know of is thou shalt not eat the fruit of the tree of wisdom. Right? Off the back, he said, eat the fruit of the tree. We eating fruit. We eating got trees, wisdom. Right? That's all I'm saying. Is he, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I ain't going to go too deep in that. But, okay. So, that's just my thing is I'm not going to preach on that. But I will say there is some stuff that I'm going to talk about as far as meat and dairy, right? Because there's a whole list of like 
uh, um, grains and like vegetables that's in the Bible. Beans, cucumbers, leeks, lentils, onions. Of course, we know all that stuff. You got barley, wheat, bread, corn, flour. Cool. A whole bunch of fruits and veggies. Cool. But let's get to the meat <laughs> and potatoes. I guess you can say well, no potatoes, just meat, right? Um, so, okay. In the Bible, it literally says there are certain kind of animals you can have because they was considered um, clean, clean meat. A calf, goat, lamb, oxen, sheep, venice. Here's the most important thing. If the meat was unclean, it was prohibited and you couldn't eat it. Now, that's kind of the, 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 where I want to uh, kind of go to. I guess I'm not pushing the vegan thing, but I just want y'all to be honest with yourselves. Is your meat really clean nowadays? Like, I know they have halal meat and um, what's the other one? Kosher. But how, how many of you actually go buy the more expensive halal or kosher meat? Or do you try to find the most cheapest meat you could find in the supermarket and most of the time you pay well not most of the time hell all the time you pay for what you get for i mean you you get what you pay for y'all know what y'all know what i was trying to say you pay what you i mean you get oh you get what you pay for meaning if the meat is pretty cheap what quality of meat do you think you're getting like just think of of how our ancestors was actually eating they was raising their own animals so typically or they would you know go buy it from someone they knew who was raising the animals you can't raise shit you wouldn't know how to raise a cow if it saved you wouldn't even you wouldn't have the strength to to to, to kill the cow to eat it to skin it like you know what I mean what are we doing here you don't have the stomach to do that how do you have the stomach to eat it oh that was deep if you don't have the stomach to kill the animal you shouldn't have the stomach to eat it you didn't deserve that but Let's just really think about that. That So that's the huge, the biggest part of kind of why I'm vegan now is the food nowadays is trying to kill you. It ain't even about what it, no, it's all trying to kill you. Most stuff in that in the grocery stores, it's trying to kill you. Unfortunately, we go be very transparent. Even the fruits and veggies, damn it, they got a whole bunch of pesticides and shit sprayed on it. They trying to kill us, okay? They don't give a damn about our body. They care about money. So in a time where they care more about money than the actual stuff that's going in your body, is it really clean? Just think about that. So I know, once again, I'm going to say it. The Bible's supposed to be the test of time. Ah, bullshit. I call bullshit on that because we live in a time where meat is being made in a lab. If you, I, I said it on one of my podcasts, meat glue. If you've never heard of meat glue, look into it. This is stuff that I guess I'm not trying to deter you from things, but I'm trying to educate you on a God's body. So what used to be considered, I guess, godly, that ain't godly no more. The pork you eat, the 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 chicken you eat, that poor chicken got all the hormones in it. They can't even walk. The damn chicken be so fucking fat. It can't even walk, yo. Like, so just really think of that aspect. And here's where I'm going to now bring in my personal kind of experience and everything. Like I said, I was once 400 pounds and I'm now living a plant-based diet where I juice and I'm not going to say I don't eat, you know, bad vegan food um but it's a it's a good split of either 80 20 70 30 most times is no more than 30 where i fast most of the time i juice i you know take certain vitamins and things just through you know whatever like literally i'm not gonna sit here and say oh i'm the cleanest or the healthiest but i'm very conscious of what goes in my body and once again the temple is your body the god's body 
So I'm very conscious of what goes in my body. So no, we're not going to talk about a diet because you never heard me say this. What's the first syllable of diet? Die. What the fuck? Like, let's just think about that aspect. Diet. I don't want you. No, I don't want you to die. I want you to live. So I want you to find a lifestyle that works for you and your God body, right? But here's what I'm going to say. I feel the best of my life living a plant-based lifestyle when i say my best i don't mean far as just the physical aspect of being able to run and jump and all the new stuff i can do i mean far as clarity and energy i talked about food being energy and fuel so it's electric alkaline i know you've heard that from dr cb or sabi however you want to say his name a lot of people say it different um but foods can either be acidic are alkaline, meaning they can be a positive energy going to your system as far as electricity, or it can, you know, like I said, it can, if you want to go there, it can be negative energy. So if you're eating dead flesh, do you think that's positive or negative energy? It's dead. Uh, it's probably not that positive. But if you're eating something alive that maybe came from the ground or a tree or, you know, it was grown, plant-based lifestyle, do you think that's positive or negative? Just based off, let's just, when you eat a piece of fruit, how do you feel? Don't you feel good? Don't you feel electric? You could feel like when you take a piece of uh, an apple or most people into strawberries, when you eat that or some watermelon, don't you just feel good? Like literally, I've never not eaten fruit and not had like a good feeling afterwards or taking some nice, you know, green juice or drunk some juice that I've juiced and I felt electric in drinking that. So I, so my God body, this is just me not going off the Bible. If you want to go off the Bible, what it says, then most of y'all are not doing it right anyway. But let's just go beyond the Bible. Now let's go into the spiritual realm of what feels best for you. Do you feel connected to God when you're bloated with meat and dairy and liquor and you can't think straight and you got a hangover? Do you feel like you are very close to God in that moment? Or do you feel maybe you close to another entity that we won't bring up? Hmm? They call liquor spirits, not good kind of spirits. So even this kind of, you know, liquid you put in your body, soda and caffeine and liquor, that one is fucking with your liver and your kidneys. So, so is that a God by like, how are you, like I said, this is my question to you. What is your definition of a God's body? I said it two episodes ago, you're a God. It's up to you to believe it or not. But once you start believing you're a God, you want to like almost eat like a God. It's almost a cocky thing where you're like, no, I'm not better than nobody, but I know I'm a God. So I'm going to eat what's best for me. What puts me in optimal health, optimal um, clarity in my mind. Like I said, when I honestly juice and fast i feel so connected to my source divine creator however you want to say it god whatever whatever i feel like the information that's given to me from the universe is so much clearer it's like a, a clarity that i can't you know uh, explain really you just got to go through it but you know how your body feels when you eat certain foods no matter how good those foods may taste but if we being very transparent most of y'all probably can't just go eat raw meat. You can't just eat a raw piece of steak. You got to cook it. You got to season it. So, I mean, did you do you really like the actual taste of meat? Most people don't. Like, if you really think about it, I, it's a study out there that a lot of people don't actually touch in raw meat and talk to, like, because of the blood and stuff. Mm, that's, your, that's like your subconscious God form fucking with you. That's your God energy literally fucking with you when you get squirmish off of blood and stuff because we're not supposed to be eating that 
We got our own blood. I don't need somebody else's blood in my stuff. Like when they do the steak and it be rare, oh, that's just the nastiest shit ever to see now. I'm like, you go dip the meat in blood and then eat it. Mm. Like if we're being honest, if we was to break, break out in like a, uh, uh, I don't want to, I mean, just knock on wood before I say this shit. But if we was to break out in some shit where all the food went gone, maybe it was on some, what do you call it? Apocalyptic type shit. The people who would eat people first are you meat eaters because your system is actually adapted to having blood in your system. So just, just think about that. You eat beef, pork, steak, whatever, whatever. Your, even chicken, hell, whatever. Chicken fit. Your system is used to flesh, is used to blood, is used to meat. So when you start craving those things, you can't just go 30 days of no meat if you haven't already tried to do that or, you know, really going into it with a plan. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. If you're just put out there in the wild or wilderness and you have nothing to eat, unfortunately, your first mindset won't be the fruits and berries of the garden. It's not because you're not, you know, you're a savage. Well, kind of, you're kind of a savage because you, you've programmed your mind and your actual, how can I say it? Your wiring to, to crave meat, to crave blood. You don't even know you're craving blood, right? Um, so I say just even in a sense of like killing things, not that I'm vegan and plant-based, I don't want to kill nothing. I don't want to kill a fly, you know? I don't, I try to let the fly out if it gets caught in the house. I'm like, come on, bud. I give it like 30 minutes to get out before I really try to kill it. You know, if I'm walking on a path I, and I see like a bug or something, I'm very conscious to not step on that bug or that animal, you know what I mean? Like, you, you feel more connected to the source. So let's, let's just think of it this way. God is the God of living things, right? Yeah, death happens. But do you think God is more happy or sad when someone dies or is born? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the death is it's death. There's no happy from it. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's some life lesson. But at the end of the day, God knows there's probably pain coming with that death. But with the new life, it's joyous, it's happy. So just think about that from the food aspect, life and death. If nothing else, just go into your God-like mind and say, the thing that's on my plate, is it is it, it going to feed my life? Is it going to feed the electricity in me? Or is it going to start to kill me slowly? Slowly but surely. Like, like, when I was eating dairy and meat and stuff, my brain was so fucking clouded. Like, I couldn't think straight. There was no actual clear processing of thinking. That's why most people on this weird hamster wheel just going nowhere because your brain is so fucking cloudy and foggy and just full of pesta, pesta, I'm pesticides, full of toxins and shit. You have all these toxins in your brain and your blood, right? So more than the body is the temple on the outside, no, God was trying to say your inside is the temple. What you put on the inside will manifest on the outside, meaning even when you see people that got great skin, right? Most of the time they're plant-based or they don't eat a whole bunch of, you know, greasy foods or whatever kind of foods. It's because of the things I eat. People always say, oh, your skin looks great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really eat a whole bunch of, I mean, now, within the past couple of months, I've had hella fried foods and chips, but typically, <laughs> I know I'm saying, I don't eat those fried foods. I don't eat dairy. I don't eat fish. I don't eat uh, meat. I don't eat, you know what I mean? I eat a live stuff. I eat fruits, veggies, mushrooms, nuts. Of course, I'm a bread person. I like my carbs, you know, but it's all in balance. It's all balanced. Once a day, I'm at least having some kind of fruit, whether it's in the form of 
juice or me eating it or even some kind of veggie farce, just maybe like some a little bit of spinach. You know what I mean? Like every day there's some kind of electricity that goes through my body. And this is just me, once again. You do you. And like I said, you can just touch on the Bible. You want to live off the Bible because I had to do my research and I was going to use the Bible to kind of really be like, no, in the Bible it says you're supposed to not eat meat. But it didn't do my research. It says unclean meat. So that's why I'm going to go deeper and just say, is your meat clean? Is your dairy clean? Do you know where you're actually getting it from? Are you farming these animals? Is it halal? Is it kosher? Is it done in a way where the animal is treated with love and respect? Because... I said this in my vegan episode when I was talking about me going vegan, but right before the animal is killed, everything tenses up because literally you're about to die. So all the muscles start to tense. That's why you got to tenderize the meat. So was that like a real, you know what I mean? Was there a prey? Okay. So the movie Avatar, when they prayed over the thing they killed to eat it, did the person who killed it pray over it to maybe get rid of any, you know, impurities in the meat? So no, this is not necessarily a vegan plant-based episode but i am just gonna like i said question you to question yourself what is your god body like i told you mine mine is that it i went vegan because like i said just of me doing my research to how meat and dairy is done i'm cool and then once i actually went through the actual process of eating vegan within a month you can feel the difference in like how electricity is supposed to be in your body right so this is just me questioning you what does your god body look like your body is your temple right? But are you more worried about how you look on the outside or are you you know, actually concerned about how you feel on the inside? Do you feel connected to your divine creator? Like that's a real serious question for you. Do you feel connected to your divine creator? And if you don't feel connected to your divine creator, well, you probably need to start making some changes in the things that you put inside of you. It has nothing to do with the outside. It's what you're putting inside of you as far as the information you're listening to, watching, and the stuff you're eating. So, I said it. My God's body is just, you know, a plant-based type lifestyle. Like, yeah, I go to the gym and I work out and I'm trying to get fit and look a certain way. But that's, it's not necessarily more a look for me, but my functionality of life, right? I'm trying to train for whatever life throws at me. Let's just say I'm in a life or death situation where I need to hold myself up for 10 minutes. Most of y'all can't even do it for a minute. 30 seconds, you dead. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's just be 100. So... This is just, I'm, yes, I work out, I do all that, but that wasn't the whole point of the God body. It was, what are you putting inside of you that's your temple? Now, I'm not saying just do anything on the outside, but first and foremost, let's stop worrying about what is on the outside and let's worry about more what's going on on the inside. So that was just a little today's message. Um, yeah, it was different. It's very different. I know, like I said, I, I feel the villain coming out because these are things that needs to be touched on that. One, from the church aspect of y'all just wrong. Y'all just got all this fucked up ass food on your plate and then you go, thank God for the food. Like, there's nothing on that plate that's godly. Nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing at all. So, even like I said, in the biblical days where they would sacrifice animals, we don't got to sacrifice none of that. So, part of the Bible is the Bible, don't get me wrong. But I, I'm just challenging myself to take from it what I take from it and then live the best I can according to how I feel God wants me to live, right? So, yes, you are what you eat. Are you bitter? Are you sweet? Are you dead? Are you alive? What is your God body? And if you don't know what that is, maybe you need to start talking to your divine creator, your God, and you'll get answers. 
literally, I didn't want to go vegan, but God challenged me. And once I started doing it, I'm like, oh, I see why you I see why you wanted me to do it is bringing out the God in me. The more I put electricity in me, it's like the God power comes out of me. Shit, that was a word in itself right there. But I can go on and on and I'm not going to go on and on. But this is me challenging you. What does your God body look like? So I love it. We're touching on so much stuff. Like I said, I kind of know where we're going with this. But so far, I don't like next. Next episode is going to be very fun since we're talking about, you know, you are what you eat and things that go in your body. Let's touch on the the sex aspect, because part of being a God too is not just allowing any kind of energy around you and inside of you. And for the men, just, you know, same thing. So, you know, yeah, we'll touch on it. We'll touch on the whole celibacy thing coming up on 13 months. So, yeah, let's get it. I'm excited. But what does your God body look like? All right. I love y'all. We changing the mind, body. So marathon continues. Bless up. We living in mama mentality. Oh, I forgot the mama mentality. Living in mama mentality. Bless up. Ashe, have a great fucking day.